Coming up, the pain of Buffalo and lots of other round two storylines with Cousin Sal next. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Netflix. They say a gentleman always keeps his word, but I can't repeat any of the words that the weed-dealing, gambling, murdering aristocrats say in The Gentleman. Guy Ritchie's first TV show ever, only on Netflix, based on his award-winning film, The Gentleman series stars Theo James, my guy from White Lotus, and a whole new cast of criminal lords and ladies slumming it in Britain's criminal underworld. Guns out, pinkies up. Don't miss The Gentleman, now playing only on Netflix. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where I have a new rewatchables coming for you on Monday night. It involves a movie that has one of the five biggest stars of the last 40 years in it, and maybe even two of the five biggest stars. Who knows? Maybe we got super wacky with it. So that's happening. The Prestige TV podcast, I hope you're checking it out. We did season five finale recap of Fargo with Joanna and Rob. They had the uh, showrunner Noah Hawley on. They are also breaking down every episode of True Detective for us. Um, right after they go up. And I think people are getting behind that show. So we might do a Friday predictions podcast um, about True Detective as well. Stay tuned for that this week on Prestige with Van and Charles, just trying to predict what's going to happen for the next episode. Um, on that Prestige TV podcast, Andy Greenwald's new show, it's called Stick the Landing. They did the first episode with Mallory Rubin and Andy, the series finale of Friday Night Lights one of the most beloved shows of the 21st century. And that's going to be the whole point of this show. I'm really excited about this show. It is basically the last episode of some of the memorable great shows of all time, how they're different, what they say about the show, what they say about the era they're in. And Andy's one of the best. I've been working with Andy since 2011. I love the guy. Um, Stick the landing. You can find that on the Prestige TV. So uh, lots of good stuff going on there. Coming up on this podcast, because... Cousin Sal after a memorable round two NFL playoffs. Next, first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we're taping this. It is 7.05 Pacific time on Sunday. Holy the shit, under Sal. wins. Under 7.16 wins. <laughs> under 7. What was the wins? PM. I don't know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not done gambling. Wow. Just <laughs> trying to sneak one more in. Um, yep. New level losing the, the deja vu gut punch. The mm. Bills, they miss on the 44-yard wide right. I almost like rarely in sports when you're watching sports do you go, I mean, we see everything. All we do is watch sports. We gamble on sports. We just are immersed in it. 
rarely do you have the moment where you're like, oh my God, that that's what happened? He, yeah. he pushed it right? That's how they're going to lose? And you're just like, you know, 35 years of football history comes flying at you in this one moment. Chiefs win, Mahomes beats Allen again, and somehow Scott Norwood is now involved in this game. Uh, uh, I almost think like if Sean McDermott could have talked to him before he went out to make that kick, like, listen, if you're going to miss, just shank it, it left <laughs> or get it blocked. Just get it blocked. Or, just or, kick or, it in the head. Or kick the holder in the head. Do something different. It can't be far right. The only thing I'll say to Bills fans, and I have a lot of Bills fans friends, I t- take solace knowing that had he made the kick, the Chiefs would have come down and scored and won on a more heartbreaking fashion, I think. Well, you think, how many lucky breaks did the Bills have in this game and they yeah. still lose? We have the fumble that's just bouncing around and somehow the Chiefs don't get that. We have the Chiefs who get the fake punt on fourth and five and somehow get no points. We get McCole Hardman first and goal from the one fumbling into the end zone. Uh, Allen had a drop pick. I mean, on the flip side, I guess Allen could have hit digs on that late one, but the Chiefs were almost nine yards of play. Um, It felt like other than that one time in the fourth quarter, they really couldn't stop them, the Bills defense. I just didn't feel like the Bills did quite enough to win. Like they had explosive plays. What? How many? They have three long balls, and they went over mm-hmm. three in those, right? And they, yeah. they were just missing that one awesome kind of game tilting play. They just couldn't get it. Yeah, and I'm with you, but I do think it was like a tale of two games. Like I think like the Chiefs' defense figured it out in the third to a point where they made the late third quarter, fourth quarter a little bit boring. You know, the defensive plays after we had seen touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. Allen running up and down the field, throwing forward passes that weren't forward passes, whatever. He seemed to be able to do whatever he wanted, and they were running the ball. But then that stopped, and they uh, they got in their way. And you're right. The Bills couldn't couldn't convert. I, I felt like they should have thrown a little more or something. I, I don't know. They couldn't do it. They couldn't get it together in the fourth quarter for sure. They need that big play. You're right. Yeah, the adjustment that I don't know if the Chiefs, Maybe Allen was just taking so many hits that he just decided to not run as much. But whatever, they were able to take his legs out of it a little bit and then also take away the deep pass. And it was Mm -hmm. like run play, shorter pass, shorter pass, long pass not working, but Allen not being able to get the 13-yarder with his legs. They just kind of shut it down. It was 27-24 Chiefs in the fourth quarter right after, or it was actually 26-24. They scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Penalty on the extra point. Right. Goes to the one. All year, we've watched every coach in the league is like, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to, we'll, we'll, we'll take the two points. And especially the Chiefs who are running it for like eight yards of carry. And they're like, no, well, actually, we'll take the penalty and the kickoff, which they promptly kick into the end zone. So it doesn't even matter. So right. when they didn't do that, I was like, uh oh, mark that play down. Then they get the fake punt. Well, you want to- 26 24. Even if they miss, you want that, right? Because. Then spread-wise, you're looking good. Oh, yeah, because I had Chiefs plus yeah. two and a half. I had Chiefs right. money line. But yeah. I'm just like, the Bills are probably going to score again here. I want the extra yeah. point because then it, even if the Bills go up 31 to 28 now, I have that, you know, now at least I'm within a field goal. So they give that up. I'm like, all right, mark that down. Then fourth and five, they run that fake punt, which Romo was trying to explain, like, that's a smart play, Jim. It's a smart play. They, they only had 10 guys in the field, Jim. And I'm like, smart play. The guy got tackled <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage. No, it, but it I'm is not smart. Go smart play. No, but if you you would do that every time. First of all, they might have should should maybe gone for it anyway on fourth and five and not getting in fun, mm, punt formation. I don't know. But yeah, no. But if you hear ten You're guys down are on the three. field. 
figure out where the 11th guy is supposed to be and run it there. And granted, you got to give it to the comeback player of the year. I have no problem with that. Maybe he was tomorrow. hoping if he got that, that would lock it up after Flacco's yeah. playoff. Maybe all thought the, the playoffs tomorrow, are in, in I think the all the votes are in. The votes are in already. Sorry. <laughs> Yikes. So Casey Ball, they get down to the one. McCall Hardman, who's one of the, him and Tony are two of the guys where you're just like, I don't want you involved in this game at all in any way. Mm -hmm. Like, just put him in street clothes. And they run the sweep. As they're running the sweep, I swear to God, they're doing it. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no, he's going to fumble. I didn't think he'd fumble out of bounds. But it's just like, yeah. like who is a more likely fumble candidate? He fumbles. They get it back. <laughs> Allen throws deep to Sherfield who had that yeah. diving 50-yarder, and it seems like he could have caught it and couldn't keep yeah. his hand under it, so they give it back. Casey has that pass Why are the guys arguing, by the way? If you know right. you didn't yeah, catch it, bounced. what are you doing? We're going to watch it again. So yeah, Right, so then bounced. Casey has the, not a three and out, but they get the pass interference. Then they just have a mm -hmm. terrible three plays. They're out. Buffalo's coming back. Allen fumbles. Casey can't get it. They get that Shakir fourth down swing pass, which I was watching with my dad because my dad's here. And uh, we were like, the Pats have run that swing pass on Ugh. crucial downs, I would say, 20 times this year and went 0 for 20. Allen, right. it's a 10-yarder. So now you're thinking like, oh, my God, Buffalo, here we go. And then he misses Diggs for the, for the TD. And then he misses Diggs the field Diggs could calm away. down. Diggs, Diggs is a very angry guy for someone who doesn't come through. Was that a 100-yard game since, like, Halloween? Yeah, yeah, right. We, we, Khalil Shakira has outgained you in the last uh, month and a half. Relax. So when he lined up for the field goal, and this has been a disjointed game for, I would say, 40 minutes where it was like, oh, my God, they have five straight touchdowns. And it just seems like both teams are moving in like nuts. And now all of a sudden we just had everything I, I just read. The guy goes out. Are you even in your mind? Are you thinking Miss Philgo? Because I wasn't even it wasn't even one percent in my brain for some reason. I was calculating. All right, Mahomes. Why did they waste that timeout earlier? He only has two because they called right. that timeout on first and ten. And I'm, my mind was there, and all of a sudden, it's 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 uh it's going the wrong way. No, like I said, like I didn't even care if it went in. They're losing that game. It a, a minute forty seven, two timeouts. I mean, Mahomes has scored on them with thirteen seconds left. They were definitely going down the field, and Butker is a more reliable kicker anyway. So I I you know I know you can't go on fourth and nine there, but a field goal was a lousy option. I thought even to tie it. Oh, so you would have gone for the fourth I, and nine? I don't know. It's just so... Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, Bill, I don't know. Fourth <laughs> and seven. Fourth and seven, I go for it, but nine's too long. Uh, and then they cut to the fans, and it's mm -hmm. just like... Are, are they number one? I know we do this, because yeah. the Vikes are involved, and the and the Lions are involved. Um, Who's the other team? There's four. They're, and the Browns. Cowboys. Oh, no, yeah. All right, yeah. Browns, yeah. The Bills have had the most of these. The Vikings have had approximately a lot of these, but um, it feels like the Bills have had the worst ones. The Bills this fans was... are the best. I mean, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to fight it, but it wasn't even snowing, and they found snow to throw out the opposing receivers. Yeah, did like, they bring their own they snow? Were they, were they bring snow and eagles? The state? Did they hand it out to the fans <laughs> as they were coming in? But uh, yeah, it's Ooh. terrible. And I was thinking, like, well. Can't have the Lions and Bills fans happy in one day, right? It wasn't going to happen that way, right? So, uh, yeah, it sucks for them. I think they would have a lot of trouble last uh, next week, though. I, we'll get to that game yeah. anyway against the Ravens, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, he he was. Uh, uh, but again, if they their offense looked so crisp in the first half, then you think yeah. like, oh, this is going to be tough for the Chiefs to stop. And they really did. Uh, they really did hand it to them. They only gave up seven in the second half.
Well, especially we were texting with the Wise Guys group about uh, the Chiefs lost three defensive starters in that first half. Right. And at halftime, I had a lot of Chiefs stuff. I had the money line. I had the plus two and a half. I had them in teases. I had the 13 point tease that you guys <laughs> made fun of all weekend that yeah. would. And I'm like, <laughs> I would love to hedge this and I can't. There, there was just no way. The Bills were up four at halftime. And I'm like, all right, got to ride out the Chiefs. It ends up being, they run 76 plays and Kansas City runs 47. Ball, mm. uh, Buffalo has the ball for 37 minutes. Kansas City has it for 23. But the difference, KC is 7.7 yards a play and Buffalo's 4.7. And that 4.7 was at like six and just kept getting worse and worse. They kept yeah, getting stuff. Yeah, that was stuff. mostly first half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not even sure what the Chiefs figured out. Chiefs went out the kneel downs. It's almost nine yards. It was like eight and a half or something. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, a, it was an exciting game. I don't know. I, like I said, the last third quarter and fourth quarter with a little cat and mouse where I feel like too many people were blaming the refs. I'm like, okay, how about somebody make a big play here so it doesn't right. come down to the refs? Wouldn't that be nice just for once? But um, yeah, it stinks because Allen is such, he's, he's the man. Like he really carried that team. In the first half, again, I'm going to keep mentioning it, but it really looked like they were on their way to to putting this thing away. I agree he had a very good game. At the same time, there were a couple of plays he did not make in the second half that I bet when yeah. they look at the tape, he's going to be kicking himself. I think, you know, we were saying all week, this is the biggest game of his career in a lot of ways. He's got to get over the Casey hump. He's got to beat Mahomes in a playoff game. Um he's going to be the big winner out of this. Peter Schrager and I talked about this Thursday. It's like, all right, good morning football, 7.01 a.m. on Monday morning. What's your lead topic? Is it, oh my God, Mahomes? Or is it, mm -hmm. oh man, Buffalo? Oh man, Josh Allen? And that's what it turned out to be. Allen's becoming a semi-tragic sports figure because yep. he is one of the best players in the league and has been now for five years and he cannot get over the hump. And he's just, these these losses are starting to add up now and he's right there and it comes down to one play or one play that they didn't make or one play the other team made. And it felt like all this stuff was lining up today. It was like, this is the game. Like Hardman just fumbled it into the end zone. The dumbest rule in any sport where somehow right. it goes to the 20. This is, this is it. This is your get out of jail free card. And they still could in their home and they still couldn't do it. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about your 13 point tees and everything. How much would you have hedged if I would have told you, all right, Bills are going to run for 182 and right. Allen's not going to throw an interception? I mean, he's perfect. I think he was like 12 and 0 when he doesn't throw an interception, right? And Mahomes didn't either, which was uh, just a spe spectacular back and forth. The difference is like you, you kind of know what you're getting. Like yesterday when the 49ers had the ball down a few points with the last drive, they were a Minus 160 favorite. Today, hmm. when the Bills had the ball down a few points driving to win, they were a minus 160 underdog or plus 160 underdog. Like, wow, how is that? You have the home crowd and everything else. Like, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They, they figure it out one way or another. Ah, that's good information, Sal. That's a good job by you. There you go. That's thank a good you, job by you, Sal. I, I made up most of those numbers, but yes, <laughs> thanks. Well, it was interesting. <laughs> what was the game we watched a week ago or two weeks ago? It was Indianapolis-Houston. Mm -hmm. When part of the final drive became about, we want to chew up as much clock as possible so they don't get the ball back. And it oh, actually yeah. kind of fucked up the drive. I felt yeah. a little like that with the Buffalo drive near the end. It was like, ah, eight minutes. Can we, how, can we string this out? How long can we kind of just keep grinding out and getting right. inside the 20 and making it and just maybe Mahomes never gets the ball back. But they lost all their explosiveness. And then they took the one shot on Diggs and didn't get it. 
Um, the thing that stinks is the one, one more thing about Josh Allen. That was the best play of the game. Him rolling left and hitting uh, Shakir in the end zone. That was oh, yeah. spectacular. And he threw I mean, an that, absolute frozen rope. Yeah, too. and that was on third and long, right? So yeah. Another play where you think, oh my god, this is their year. This is their everything. Well, first series, third and seventeen, they get it. You think mm-hmm. like, all right, that's that's a nice start. Then they got that third and thirteen. He did hit a th- a couple of third and longs. I would you say he's the second best player in the league? Like let's Josh throw, Allen, second best throw, player. Throw MVP away. Throw everything away. Just like who are the best players in the league? And Mahomes is first. And I think Allen. Would you have him second, or would you put somebody else there? Well, what about Lamar Jackson, who's actually probably going to make the Super Bowl? Well, we haven't seen him even in a conference finals yet, though. All right. All right, so you, put, you so you would have yeah, Lamar Jackson Lamar, over Josh? I put Lamar over him, yeah. Yeah, it's probably fair. So Josh is third? And a couple of Cowboys linebackers, but yeah. Yeah, I, I I think he's good. He's good enough to get third right now. I was thinking of the, uh, I was trying to figure out if there was a rivalry championship belt that got passed over the last however mm-hmm. many years. Because right now it does feel like it's Mahomes-Allen. I don't feel like it's Mahomes-Lamar. Maybe that starts next week. But before yeah. that, it was Brady-Mahomes. Oh yeah, and then then I had Brady Goodell. That was a fucking phenomenal two year rivalry. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, Brady Manning until Manning finally started to deteriorate physically, and then what? Brady Manning really is. It goes back to I would say two thousand two two thousand one range. Then it gets weird. I like I had trouble figuring out the early two thousands, late nineties. I thought Barry and Emmett was the best rivalry in the nineties in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, OJ Nicole, a lot of people would have Ooh, that one. Nice. Um, yeah. There was Marino Montana, even though they only went against each other in the '84 Super Bowl, but they were always kind of they were the two, and then and then Elway was kind of over here as like this uh, one man wrecking crew. But oh, we always felt like Marino and Montana were just kind of slightly higher. What right. uh, any other rivalries? Uh, I'm trying to think because, well, I like mean, Jerry I Rice to, and, and no, really nobody, right? Like there was nobody who sniffed Jerry Rice during his, you know, peak. it's weird when I thought about this yesterday, because they said the Packers and 49ers have met each other, what, 10 times. That's the most out of any teams facing off in the playoffs. I'm like, is that really arrived? Do you remember any huge, I know there was a big Favre, Favre, not there was the Favre Terrell Young, Owens was a Favre one. The Terrell, Young Young oh, to Terrell right. Owens. That was yes, a good that one. Was a good one. Yeah, all right. But other than that, I'm try- yeah, I don't know if it's a rivalry, even though they've met each other so many times. Cowboys, or we Redskins might just be old and we might not be able to remember games. Yeah, that's it. We don't remember anybody. But Mahomes-Allen is clearly the game now. And yeah. this is very similar to how Brady Manning went, where the Pats, the first few years, the Pats were winning those. And it turned mm-hmm. into, that's when I was writing my column and I was doing the whole... Brady's, what, should I do my own voice? Brady's try. Bill Russell and, and Manning's Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> the invitation to myself. Go ahead. Brady's Bill Russell and Manning's Will Chamberlain. I think you got to go deep. You got to go, go deeper, but more, la- but more, more resonance. Okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. Thanks yeah. for the advice. <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden in 06, mm-hmm. it flipped and Manning came back from 18 in the 2006 AFC title game. The difference is the way this Chiefs team is built. Like the Pats had a lot of, they all of a sudden he had no weapons that led to the 07 mm-hmm. Pats team. This KC team, Phil still is like pretty sustainable because of Mahomes' age, because of his ability to just make, you know, whatever work with anything. Kelsey would be the one variable, but he looked pretty good today. Um, yeah. I'm sure they'll go get some receiver. They'll have some draft picks to do some stuff. Um, Buffalo, on the other hand, 
Uh, I think there's some salary cap stuff with them. I don't, does McDermott come back now? I, it's a weird year, right? Because everybody was calling for his head and Dorsey got it instead, instead of the defensive coordinator. It's just, it's weird that that all went on this year, right? Uh, still. But uh, yeah, I think he comes back. I think they got him for another year. I think they the, the players like him enough. So that seems to be all You don't matters. think there's no Belichick possibility here, right? Really? Oh, for Buffalo. Because oh, that Atlanta thing, there's there's a lot of buzz going around right now about the Atlanta job, but the executives mm-hmm. that are there are trying. And I've heard this, I'm telling you from so many different people that they don't, basically Arthur Blank wants to hire Belichick and mm-hmm. all the front office people in Atlanta don't want to hire Belichick because it's like any big company. Fran- sports franchises are like microcosms of all big companies. The people that run the franchises, they just want to keep their jobs. Right. They're in job preservation mode. So they're like, you know what? Maybe we hire Raheem Morris. It's like, yeah, you hire Raheem Morris. He's young. You'll have your job for five more years. Yeah. You bring in Belichick. He's going to be, you think Belichick's going to listen to like McVeigh's kid, whatever that guy's name is, yeah. John McVeigh's son or Fontenot. He's not going to be, he's going to be like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'll tell so, you what, I, I feel like he's already listened more than I, I would expect. He took a second interview. Imagine right. that guy take it. Would you it's take insulting. a second interview anyway? No, no but Bill no, Parcells, no. Parcells wouldn't take a second. Like none of these guys would. Jimmy Johnson. We'd never go for a second interview. But. A year from now, there would be no second interviews. Um, yeah. The the Belichick going to Buffalo, though, I I, I kind of like it. I don't know if he would stay in the AFC East, but it does have the Jets, who he owns. He get to go against Kraft every year, which there's clearly like a little bit of residue bad blood. He'd get Miami. Mm-hmm. He'd get an awesome QB. He'd get a team that could win. Between 10 record. and 13, he breaks the record in two years. Right, right, year and a half. And if yep. you're Buffalo, yep. aren't you like, hey, let's get Bill Belichick. How much money do you want? And then he gets yeah. to live in Buffalo. He could wear like, you know, heavy hats and, and big parkas and just be super cold. And mm-hmm. um, and if you're Buffalo fans, you're like, all right, maybe this will end our curse. We uh, we get Bill Belichick. I guess so. But don't the Bills. No. Uh, well, I just, uh, it, it's really how you're thinking, right? It's like, no, we want to do this without Bill Belichick. We don't want, we want to put that guy away, right? No. We wanna, hey, listen, no? as a, as a pre-2004 Red Sox fan, I would have had Satan as our manager and I would have been happy really? if we won. Yeah, I would, wow. you could have, could have put anybody, if we win, mm-hmm. we win. I didn't care who right. was involved. Well, you had Satan as your head coach, or your football Listen, team, we so put up with out. fever pitch. Yeah. We put up with an entire <laughs> terrible rom-com about... Uh, we did. We have Kurt Schilling. We had to put up with. Um, yeah. Maybe your team will hire him. Oh, what no. you keep saying? Uh, what are you talking? About? I told no. you it wasn't happening. No. I told you it wasn't happening. Uh, we haven't been on the podcast since it. Look, didn't I'm happen. not thrilled with it, but I knew it was going to happen. Like they, the guy. I, I hate this. I would rather have someone else because I know the end result every year. But three 12 year, twelve win seasons in a row. He took them to yeah. the you know the NFC East. I know, but this is one of those things. I think internally. The organization blames Dan Quinn more than than Mike McCarthy for that loss. And, mm. you know, they scored the most points in the league. I get it. He sucks in the playoffs. They lose. I'm never I, I'm never going to get that past you. So what can I say? But you still have to replace these guys. So it would be like if Kimmel had like a lights out executive producer <laughs> that for 11 and a half months a year was awesome. No, no, no. And then <laughs> that person was also in charge of the Oscars. And each year at the Oscars, it was complete chaos and something horrible happened. And then, oh, I see. Who, and Jimmy was like, well, but the other 11 and a half years, months were great. Yeah. That's McCarthy in the playoffs. It's like, well, what about that? What about when we beat Washington mm-hmm. by 36 in week five? And then we went, and then the next week we beat the Giants by 30. We can't get rid of this guy. 
Right. So All right, I got to think about off. this. I'm not yeah. sure who we're insulting here. I got to think about it a little bit. <laughs> uh, oh, let's, you know what? I have a home Mahomes thing, but let's take a break. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get into the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, you can bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. You can start following million-dollar picks if you want. We've been red hot during the playoffs and really the last few weeks as well. Kind of leaning toward a possible something with the Chiefs and maybe the Niners, maybe a tease. I think those are the two teams I'm gravitating for, but we're going to be breaking all of it down on Thursday. Million-dollar picks. Stay tuned for that. We'll tweet some stuff out. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. Get started with $150 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash BS to join today. That is FanDuel.com slash BS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and president in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay, that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. Today was the day watching Mahomes that I felt like there was some Tom Brady stuff going on with him where he he he's, for me, mentally at the same level I was at rooting for Brady in the mid-2010s in some of those games where I'm like, all right, they let him hang around. He's winning this now. And he mm-hmm. thinks he's winning this and his team thinks he's winning this. And you get to that level. Brady got to that level really in the in the end of the Seattle game, that Super Bowl, when the last two drives. But then you think with twenty eight to three against Atlanta, the KC game, like it's just yeah. like, all right, this guy's on our team. He's not blowing this, and they're not doing enough to beat him, and he's going to finish this. But the difference is Brady was in his mid to late thirties at that point, and Mahomes is mm. what twenty six, but. You had bu- you had Buffalo as a pick in this game. Did you think Mahomes yeah. was blowing that game? No, not not as soon as their defense figured it out. I saw a couple thir- late third quarter drives with the Bills, and that was that was it. Honestly, it was more the defense that impressed me than Mahomes this this game. But I don't think this is the turn you know corner turning game for you. Like he against Cincinnati, no. it was a close game against Buffalo when they went to overtime. It was I, close against it, it, against it was the Eagles. They got. You know, yeah, I'm not saying a corner call. turning. I'm just saying we yeah. have real history with this guy now. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm just like, you know what? This guy's not going to blow this game in any way. And it's going to come down to as long as they don't do anything stupid, they're going to win this game because they have him. Right. You know, they, like they come out top of the third quarter. They're down. Um, they're down four. Right. 
And mm-hmm. they have to score on that drive. Because if they don't get that now, Buffalo, and then all of a sudden their Buffalo's up 10, and, and I feel like the game maybe slips away. And they have the whole halftime to think about it. And I had Long the whole halftime to, to think about it. Right? Scamling. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, yep. like, they're definitely, Mahomes is coming through on there, and you could just see it. That was his best drive of the game. And the Scantling piece of it, uh, the Valdez Scantling catch, where I was like, ah, I'm just rooting for that guy. <laughs> he had like the worst year. <laughs> uh, he finally made one. You're like happy for him. But I just, those two drives that he had to start the third quarter, I felt like this is why he's the guy for this generation now. Yeah, I feel like he did it against the Eagles. I know what you're saying, but you know, they were, the Eagles were beating him up, right? And then they just, he's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to figure something out. Andy, you and the defense also figure it out. And uh, they did. I just can't believe how the Bills couldn't move the ball after that Shakir touchdown. I know. It seems like there was a Kelsey piece of this too where he gave them like a good two hours, but then we didn't see him again, basically from what, end of the third quarter on? Because I think he's at a different point of his career. But he kind of like comparing it to the, the end of the Pats that last Brady Belichick run with Gronk. Like, it was the same thing mm-hmm. with Gronk. Gronk could give them, like, he couldn't dominate for a whole game like Mike Evans today against Detroit, where right. Mike Evans was fucking awesome that whole game. Gronk couldn't do that anymore, but he could pick his spots and pick his drives, and it feels like that's where Kelsey is now. Well, I don't know what Kelsey you're referring to, but Josh Allen in the postgame or uh, presser said uh, he was distracted by Jason Kelsey's nipples. But you don't <laughs> think that has anything to do with yeah. That was another awesome part of this game. We <laughs> had hell? a shirtless drinking Jason Kelsey right behind the biggest <laughs> celebrity in the world who might be a sister-in-law. Yeah. There's uh, there's the, the there's WWE going on and there's like the yeah. Grammys going on. It's like craziness, like what football has become. It's amazing. Um, yeah, the Chiefs, they, they did, the NFL did okay with the Chiefs advancing another week. I did wish I had said that on Thursday as a reason to take the Chiefs. Like this is what the outcome the NFL wanted. But yeah. I was thinking shirtless Kelsey in the suite with with Taylor in front of her. Mm-hmm. It's like the hour mark of the rom-com when the couple's right. getting serious and she's spending time with his family and the family's <laughs> just fucking crazy. And she's like, I don't know if I can. And then they have like a crisis and they break up for a little bit before they get back together at the end. I was wondering, is this, is this Jason Kelsey? <laughs> this is the crisis? Or it's like, hey, nice win, but. Your brother had 27 beers and was in his underwear by the end of the game. Like, I, you realize I'm famous, right? Like, can that not happen again? It's a little something about Mary-ish. Maybe that's going a little too far, but with the yeah, I know, I know right. what you're saying. Um, all right, so I had written down all the worst Andy Reid playoff losses because after, oh. after the... Uh, after the Hardman fumble, I'm like, they're going to fucking blow this and this is going to move into wow. the Andy Reid Pantheon. So you counted them out. You said you didn't count them out, but you were. We were doing no, no. research. After, after the Hardman thing, I was like, oh my God, they blew this game. I, like, yeah. I, I was like, they should be up 10. This is like mm-hmm. the classic, this hits every checkpoint. Um, but they had that Pats, the D4 game in 2018. They had mm-hmm. that Cincy game in 21 when... It seemed like Mahomes got concussed right before the half, but they had a lead, and then it was like a three-touchdown yeah. swing. There was that uh, indie game with Andrew Luck. What was it, 28? Oh, yeah. They were up yeah, yeah. 28-3. Did we watch that together? We might have. We did. Yeah. Um, there was the Tennessee game when they were favorites, and they blew that one. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a few bad ones, and I think this would have immediately moved near the top of the list because... It felt like they were going to put the game away, and then also and you think it, it would have been his fault too, Reed. Right? You know, they, I mean, we hate that play with Scantling. Get you got a guy who's ready to run through a wall, and there's not a chance he's going to fumble. And Pacheco, 
and um, and you, you're giving it to the punt returner. I mean, I know he made a great catch and everything else to get him down the field or in the third quarter, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a terrible play call. Yeah, it's like if if I'm playing Madden with my stone friend at two in the morning and I want to fuck around on first and goal to try something, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run like the jet sweep yeah. and just you know, he'll be mad that I made this. Yeah. That's one thing, but this was Cole Hardman. an actual yeah. game trying to get to the AFC title game, and I don't mm-hmm. want McCole Hardman involved in any way, shape, or form. I just that's the what those are. We see it every week. These coaches like they can't help themselves. They have to be like, mm-hmm. watch, I get. Oh, I'm gonna run the. They're not going to be right. expecting the jet sweep. It's like, you know what my work is? Pacheco just running into the middle of five guys and pushing them two yards. Everybody's Pretty sure that's going to work. Next Philly special for no reason. <laughs> right. Chiefs, Philly special. Score. Philly special, the worst thing that happened to play calling in the last uh, uh, five years. We should tell everyone why you seem a little subdued. Like last it, week you were subdued. I don't know. You, I, you had Buffalo. I think you're disappointed. <laughs> you didn't have a good weekend. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, uh, how many games are there so far? There's 10 games. There's been 10 or nine? There's been 10, 10, ga- 10 games. Oh, Six shit. last week, four this week. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm one and nine. What do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> you were in the Wise Guy show this morning telling telling the audience to fade you because you're ice cold. That's what, yeah. that's when it gets dark where you're like, I'm still useful. Just go against me. I'm ice cold. Well, I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm like, and I'm picking Tampa Bay, and I pick them in an upset. I'm like, what am I screaming about? I've been terrible. Why am I so confident? Right. I should just shut the hell up, right? Like, I don't you know. Just, or is that, or do the George Costanza just do the opposite? The opposite? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. We'll go over the games, but yeah, that yeah. first one was close. That whatever. Bucks this Lions. one was close. Yeah. Bucks Lions. Detroit wins two playoff games in a row at home for the first time since 1773. I looked that wow. up. Wow. Yeah. Really thought it was, it was actually before that. America had independence. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Goff throws for 287, two touchdowns, zero picks, 18 first downs passing, mm-hmm. and. I had the one. I think did they kind of drop? It was. It was. It would have been a great interception, but they dropped one. But other than that, he was pretty. He was a little shaky first ten minutes, but for the most part, I thought looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then on the other side, Baker, who had a tough pick in the first quarter because it was a. Uh, it was bounced off somebody, but threw for three. By the way, Goff had one in the end zone that was dropped too. Like that, True. That was right. It was right there. Yeah. Baker throws for three forty nine. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns, but a second pick on the last drive. Did yeah. you think down eight that they were going to drive down and do something? No, I didn't. I did think they were going to get the two point conversion, and we're seeing that more and more now. And you freaked out. Whatever, it's fine. You could win because you had Detroit minus six and a half or whatever. But I like that you had to sweat that two point conversion a little bit. Did did, did you think they were converting? I mean, so, uh, if he stops so, short, Evans, they they throw the flag. But he tried too hard to catch the ball is the problem. So this worked in the Miami-Tennessee game. And now it feels like we're going to have this for the rest of our lives because it worked once. It's going to work mm-hmm. like one out of 100 times. Like, oh, yeah, Miami-Tennessee, it worked. Um, but it'll be the green light for uh, analytics says go. It's just like some, like we said, some guy just leaning on the green button says, yeah, analytics, analytics always says go. Analytics says you should... um you should uh, burn your punter, like just light a match to him every time. Yeah, does analytics factor in? Like this, this Detroit crowd was probably the single loudest crowd. No. And your quarterback's Baker Mayfield, who's pretty short and has to throw over a taller line. And I, like, there's just all right. these variables. I right. guess 
So I guess the thought is, if you get in, you're down six. You're putting mental pressure on the other team because they're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, if we don't end this game, they could come back down and win it. Yeah. But couldn't they do that anyway if they scored a touchdown? They they touchdown extra point, they're down seven. Then they score another touchdown and just go for two the second time. It's the same I'm pressure. always for that. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe we're older, we're safer. This is just a more secure thing. You know what I mean? It's not, uh, uh, you know, we're not going to get crazy with Bitcoin. We're just, right. okay, we'll hide our money under our mattresses. But um, I, I Your guess, money's I would, under your I, mattress? Uh, what? I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> No. Yeah, I make it 31-24 for sure. I don't understand what what cutting it to six does. Yeah, we're getting too cute in all aspects. Like, I mean, for instance, I do think it's situational. I get it. Like when that, what we talked about before where there's a penalty on Buffalo. Getting and now we're at the one yard, when it's 26-24. Like, fuck it. You have to go for that. You're going to be able to mm-hmm. get one yard against a Buffalo defense that's missing six guys and hasn't stopped you once the whole game. Or Mahomes yeah. will get a sneak. It seems like KC is afraid to sneak Mahomes at all. Have you noticed that? Well, they are because that's how he got injured. That's how he got hurt. So it's just like that play is now out. They haven't done that since, yeah. So Detroit, um, 7.7 yards of play, 22 first downs. Mm -hmm. uh, They gave up to the Rams last week. This week, they gave up 6.8 yards per play and 23 first downs to, uh, to Baker Mayfield and Tampa. It's not a great sign for next week against the Niners. And, and also, more importantly, I think six yards a rush. Yeah. Know? Like, they, we get into this game. That was the difference. That was the... Plays you know, and that, drives. That's, right. That's what the Lions had on them. Like, well, they have Montgomery. They have Gibbs. You know, Tampa Bay isn't even going to run the ball with White. Like, now they really gouged them, especially in the first half. Running game combined with Nakua has a huge game last week. Mike Evans yep. has a huge game this week. I mean, he made a couple awesome catches, which, you know, last week he didn't catch anything. This week he was awesome. But um, the recipe for them going against San Francisco, and we'll we'll go over when we do guess the lines at the end, but it does feel like you're catching the Niners off a game where, man, did they get lucky. And we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Lions, where they're like, oh my God, the Lions, two in a row. Could, could this keep going? This is a miracle team, team of destiny. And it feels like one team's a little overvalued and one team's a little undervalued just from what we saw this week. Yes. Do you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. I, I think yeah. people are dying to put the Lions in the Super Bowl. Uh, well, we'll see if Fandle agrees with it. But, um, mm. you know, when we go over that line, uh, that 49ers game and what has to happen for Purdy to succeed. But, uh, yeah, the, the I, I could see the San Francisco not having a tough game like that again for the rest of the year. It was interesting. The Rams are just better than the Bucks. Yeah. And that it was, it's weird to see a team play someone in round two that's just not as good as the team they played in round one. And I'm sure the Rams watched that game and they're probably, they probably watched that game and then the, the Niners last night and they probably were like, oh my God. Yeah. Like we actually could have done this. No, but you and I was saying that. Like the Rams had, oh, the Ram, Monday night when Tampa played Philly, like the Rams needed to be in this game so that they could advance right. next week. Not the Detroit game, but didn't work out like that. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, Gibbs had a good game. He hit the he hit. I had I hit that same game parlay for Fandle. He did. That's right. Gibbs forty nice. forty gets it on the last pass. Detroit wins, and Evans had twenty five. It was like plus five sixty two. But the most exciting moment was the two point miss for the cover. Mm-hmm. The line ends up at six and a half. The whole wise guys show had Tampa, and yeah, I'm not, texting you yeah. guys all weekend going Tampa sucks. Tampa sucks, <laughs> and you're getting mad at me. 
And uh, and then all they of a put up more of a there. fight than you thought. I mean, the total yardage was about the same. I think if you look at it this right, I so, just I don't I don't like taking teams in the playoffs unless I think they can win. And I didn't think Tampa could actually beat them. That that's right. it. Like I just I thought yeah they could hang around maybe they could steal a cover but mm-hmm. um you know one of my basic can I toot my horn for one second I mean, yeah I let's know hear, you hit a couple of weird props. Evans to be the leading receiver in this game was plus 320. What the hell is that? That's dumb. 147. He won that by 70 yards. Holy shit. I had Evans all over. Evans 100 plus yards. Evans to score a touchdown. That's it though. And I had a tight end to score in every game at plus 650. So uh, yeah, Ring of Wise guys, watch that show. We got plus money parlays all over the place. My dog made a cameo on that show today. Yeah. (laughs) um, I don't even need to do this for Parent Corner. Um, go to bed last night. I'm so excited. I'm like, get in bed relatively early. Had a really fun time. I'm like, all right, I'm going to wake up at like seven. I'll make coffee. I'll watch the fellas. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to, can't wait to see what they have. Start thinking about the bets. Maybe do some work. Get ready. My dad's coming. What a great day. 2.55 in the morning. I hear Murph walking around. And I'm just like, for some reason, I never wake up. For some reason, I wake up. And then I smell like a smell. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh no. So I wake up and it's pitch black. I have to put my glasses on. It definitely a smell. And I'm like, I said to my wife, like, Harry, I think something bad happened. And he's just destroyed this rug we have right in the middle of, of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I take him outside. I actually felt bad for him. He goes outside. He's gone for like 10 minutes um, and comes back. And just as bummed out, I, I have no idea if he's got diarrhea on him. My wife's like just screaming upstairs, cleaning up an apocalypse. And I whipped my cell phone out and took a video of it and sent it to the wise guy's account. <laughs> I was like, do pick. I keep, do I keep chiefs lions as a tease? Cause this has to be one of the worst omens of all time. My dog, there's like shit. It's like the exorcist shit up in the bedroom. Um, and then I was up the rest of the night. I was up till seven 30 with Murph. I commented that this is a, it's staring you right in the face. The dog shit the bed and that, so don't take any dogs, don't take any underdogs on Sunday. And then Mm. Raheem is like, no, no, no. It's like when a bird shits on you, it's good luck. And this whole analysis is talking about dog shit and how you, you you don't see Terry and Howie discussing this. This is why Bring the Rise Guys is the best show on TV. Exactly. So Raheem was right because in 2004, I wrote a whole column about this during the Red Sox playoff one. We were yeah. walking to get coffee and a bird shit on me. Yeah. And and my I was like, oh my God. And I told my mom and she's like, that's good luck. That's good mm. luck. Bird shitting on you is good luck. I'm like, it's good luck. I have shit on my shirt. Like I, <laughs> she's like, don't wash it. I'm like, I'm definitely gonna wash it. I don't wanna I don't wanna get some. Well, that's a disease. bird. I don't know how dogs are. first of all, you have too many dogs. I'm sorry. There's something we bad's two. gonna you have no, there's three, isn't there? There's no, there's two. One. We're down to two. One of them died. You were here last uh, week. We went oh, two right. dogs. I thought that was. I thought you had three for a second. All right. I was we have say, Murph and Stone Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Because right. Jesse's well, stressed out all the time, so we put I a little think you THC have a third or one morning food. You don't know about. I thought I saw a third one. Well, we week. had a third one, but they, she, he lives with uh, Kara's mom. Then. Oh, right. That's right. Okay. All right. So anyway, diarrhea, Murph. Um, it turns <laughs> out it was a good omen. Right. <laughs> I, I won every bet today. I was four, <laughs> four, two and zero, oh, and, and good. hit a couple teases and. Um, We'll do the it other again uh, ne- next Saturday. Are you going to have him shit in the bed again? Um, yeah, I'm going to give him Mexican food on Friday. <laughs> Sorry, on Saturday Carrie. night. Yeah, this Carrie, Sunday. this yeah. is a big Sorry, Carrie, you don't understand. <laughs> this has been working. It's just two more weeks left. <laughs> Another thing we were talking about was I sent in a 
appointees to the show yesterday, which was yeah. um, Ravens to plus three and a half, Packers to plus 22, Packers over to 37, and uh, Casey plus 15 and a half today. And mm -hmm. I send these in, and usually, like, Raheem just gets upset immediately because he's a traditionalist. House, mm -hmm. JJ, they just want to make fun of it. But I've hit enough of these this year, and you were just like, I don't know. I, this is a good one. I kind of like it. I'm not going to fight it. I don't know. Yeah, not going to fight it anymore. It, it's the Taylor Swift call, cutaway at this point. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I don't get it, but. Taylor it Swift is the 13 point tease of <laughs> yeah, TV cutaways. Really is. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite bet of the week was Lions Chiefs to plus eight and a half, which yeah. once the Lions said, I, I don't, there wasn't any point in this game when I was worried about the Chiefs losing by double digits. Really? That first, all right. No, I just, I, I just I really felt like that it was. Bills, the offense is really solid first quarter mm -hmm. on, but then it's. Anything solid. else on Lions Bucks? Um, what did I have? Goff here? Mayfield. Do you think, what were the odds of Goff Mayfield like three years ago in a second round playoff game? I know it. I thought, yeah. I mean, he did a good job. I, I don't know if they're going to replicate this. I, I keep waiting for the um, we're just happy to be here moment for the Lions. And I would hate that for their fans, but. I don't think they're good enough on defense. And I think it's one thing when you're home and it's super loud and you're getting false starts and you're playing teams that are a little flawed in some way, right? Like the Bucks, they had their tight end over the middle for some third down stuff. They could run the ball. A little, but not like, I wouldn't say it's elite. And they had one big receiver. Mm -hmm. um, Rams last week, really one receiver because Cup just didn't do anything. And this Niners, now you're in the road. You know, I, I didn't see enough of a pass rush other than Hutchinson. Um, the Niners, I think, are going to, that was a good, nice little wake-up call win for them where it's like they really shouldn't have won. So, yep. you know, that if that doesn't make you double down on stuff. So I don't, I don't love the spot for the Lions. I mean, isn't it all about the weather at this point? Like when, when yeah. you see, look, whatever, I, I was, the Niners minus nine and a half was a terrible pick, but I also didn't know it was pouring rain and Debo was only going to play six snaps, you know? So that, yeah. that was a killer. Uh, I don't know if we want to start talking about this game now, yeah, let's but do it. If, if he, he goes from wearing a glove to not wearing a glove to maybe I should wear three gloves. Like Purdy was a disaster under throwing guys and, it was a game that he absolutely needed Debo because w when his accuracy was so off, you need two short options. McCaffrey yeah. underneath was going to get covered eventually, so you needed Debo secondly. But if it's raining again next week, you're not going to have confidence in the 49ers, right? It was interesting, the quotes from him after the game about, yeah, I had the glove, it didn't feel right, so I took it off. It, it didn't yeah. even seem like he solved feeling good about how, right. to, how to throw a ball in bad weather. I, uh, I'm going to add this to the manifesto, I think for next week, I think as a permanent rule, like, uh, you know, there's certain QBs that the weather just doesn't matter. Like uh, Josh Allen and whatever weather, mm -hmm. he's going to be fine. It's the same for Mahomes. Brady was like that. Um, yeah. the big, tall guys with big hands, they're fine. But you move down to that, like Brock Purdy level of the, he, he threw a couple passes where the ball was like like spiraling, like spinning, not, a not a spiral, but like actually like, yes. yeah, it looked like, uh, mm -hmm. like he was throwing a boomerang or something. Yeah. Um, wasn't great. Wasn't good. See, I, I disagree with you because I thought Green Bay, they, they start that game with three long drives and they get six points total, including mm -hmm. a, a four and out when they have third and one. And I don't know what the fuck they were doing on that drive where they, they yeah. just ran right into the line then tried to speed up and didn't get the, uh, 
But I, after those first three drives, I was like, oh my God, they're going to be able to move the ball game. And they did. Um, you they can't dropped. sack the guy. Yeah, there's no sacking Jordan Love that, no. for some reason. And yeah. they had receivers going all over the place. Jones was playing well. Mm-hmm. And I just thought they played better. And it really, it came down to they dropped two Purdy picks that were yep. just completely catchable and they dropped them. They missed a 41-yard field goal in the fourth quarter to go up seven with that kicker who's missed in 10 of the last 12. And they really needed just they stop them on that one last drive. And that was the one time they couldn't stop them. But they had five red zone trips before San Francisco had a single red zone trip. Yeah. You know, and you think about it that way. It's like, and they're on the road. I just, if I'm a Green Bay fan, I'm like, oh my God, how do we not win that game? Oh, the 49ers are super lucky to win. Super lucky. And uh, especially, what were they? They were 0-30 under Shanahan when trailing by seven or more heading into yeah. the fourth quarter. So that wasn't good. But I couldn't tell, like, with guys, you know, this happened against the Cowboys, too, and there was no weather, but guys falling down, D-backs falling down, freaking Bo Melton's of the world being wide open. Like, I'm like, what am I even watching here? Is this a good game or is this a a sloppy game that's going to end up being close? The slippery field, the field is one of the worst I've seen in a long time. So I don't know what this means for the future, like for next week where they have a game. I, I think the Packers were legitimately good. Yeah, And their defense, the same defense that Tommy DeVito was ripping up and Bryce Young had the best half of his career, but their defense could look good for stretches. And I thought offensively, that was about as good of an offense as we've seen in the last couple of weeks that, uh, in the league, where just mm-hmm. all these different dudes that just seemed like they were open half the time, a QB that was able to buy himself time over and over again. Their offensive line, I think, was probably the best offensive line in the league by, mm-hmm. by round two that, like, love... He's barely pressured, and when he was pressured, he could just kind of maneuver out of it. It's the the shame for them is that they didn't get going sooner, and that instead of like barely being a seven seed, like you know, I think they had a legit chance to win that division if they had gotten shit going maybe five weeks earlier, right? Right, and if they hadn't lost to the Giants and done like right and, and like all these that, stupid but, losses, yeah, yeah. There's just so many minds that you know. It was back to Shanahan, like he lost confidence in Purdy almost immediately. And like right before the half, 55 seconds, you're on the other, your opponent's end of the field with three timeouts and yeah. you're going for a field goal. You're right. You play. Yeah, calling he, was, for he was coaching scared completely for a field goal with a rookie kicker, which yeah. by the way, I don't even know if we should have rookie kickers anymore. Is there a shortage of like veterans who can get it from 50 who've played in, in the postseason? Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know what, if rookie kickers are, are worth it. Uh, maybe I should make a blanket well, the statement Pats- like that, but. Yeah. Pat spent yeah, a fourth round on one, and it's it was just he cost us four games. And yeah. thank God, I'd love, love to send him some money. <laughs> it's got to be better than that. But uh, no, super lucky the 49ers. the Packers. Packers, if you want to say, probably deserved to win. Well, especially like as you said, the Debo thing was so early in the game. Yeah. Although it's weird because yeah, it sucked that he got hurt. But if we did a fantasy draft of. I'm not surprised at all that that guy was hurt. Would he have been mm-hmm. the first pick in the draft or second? Was McCaffrey the first pick? Who I don't think we went I've in the ever... playoffs. Like least surprising guy to get hurt in the playoffs. We're about to watch. Is it McCaffrey or Debo? I can't remember a game I've ever bet on 49ers where he's made it to the finish line. Let me takes just, huge hits. Nakua yeah. is going to be the new guy like that because he takes yeah. like four huge hits every game. Spins in and out of hits. Yeah. Plus um, he's got a quarterback leading him into just getting smushed. Yeah, that um, help. yeah it, I can't say it was the most impressive Shanahan game either, but you no. know, they got it done. 
Um, can I can I just I have one more thing on that? The Dre Greenlaw pick at the end, and he won't go down, and he's not so going stupid down in bad end. weather. Yeah, he's, all he he's, has to do is go down. He's like looking yeah. for different ways to get. He would have run back to his own end zone if he had to. Right. And like he like he had them minus nine and a half. I think Rosillo <laughs> even commented that. But but if you're Shanahan, at some point, do you say to your team on the sideline, "Go fucking tackle that guy, go tackle him"? What's the worst penalty oh, they can he, give you? The a niner runs on the field. Well, wh- yes. what if they well, all the niners? What could they? They can't give the Packers the ball at that point, right? You just got to control because oh, it's maniac. a foul. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, just send everybody. It's like, it's like a himself, drunk guy in a bar. Down. Everyone's just exactly. jumping on him. Get him out of here before the cops come. <laughs> I don't know. They couldn't give the Packers the ball, right? Like, that would have yeah. been the way to do it. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, Green Bay. I mean, lock it down are going to be next year's sexy team, right? Mm-hmm. July, August, Green Bay. Oh, it's it's like lock it down. I don't even think they are like a minus 400 favorite to be the most discussed up and coming team next year. I think cap wise, they're okay. Although his deal is up in May. So I don't know what they do with Jordan Love. They, they, well, they, they have also, they have their first, they have the mm-hmm. Jets second from the Rogers right. trade, which is like, yep. I'm going to say high 30s, maybe like 39, 40. Um, they don't need to spend any stuff on receivers. They have a good, they got to pay to keep their line together. I think Aaron Jones is under contract so they can go load up a little more on defense, but they're in a nice spot. Um, all right, we'll take a break, talk about Ravens Houston and do guess the lines. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra. My go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game. Right now, than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at McLobeUltra.com slash courtside LDA 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game. Right now, than ever before, with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at McLobeUltra.com slash courtside LDA 21 and up. Ravens-Houston is the last game which happened. It feels like it happened 10 hours ago. There was a about an hour there when it's like, oh, playoff Lamar. Is this is this now officially going to become a thing? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was awesome. But yeah. there was like an hour there. The Texans line looks super fast and I don't know. I got nervous. They get the punt return. I was so mad. I had first half game. I just needed the Ravens are up 10-3. 
It's like, yeah. oh, this is what a great way to start. Then all of a sudden it's 10, 10 and halftime. You had one of your wife's I had my dumb bet where I had the underdog to win the first half and the favorite to win the game, which paid seven to one and Houston missed a field goal. I get it. I had Fairburn, no right who's good. Right. He's, that's like you'd think he's going to make that. And if not for the punt return, I don't, I'm not anywhere near that bet, but damn it, I would have liked to have had it. But I, I, I th- this was bad for me. I had Houston plus the points and Baltimore was just clearly better. But we should remember this. There is some rust on these bye teams, Baltimore and yeah. Green Bay, offense wise, um, going in. But uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about the Texans. They were the happy to be there team. Yeah, the the man, there was a lot of manifesto rules that came through that game, but the big one is don't be too excited about somebody who looked awesome in round one. Right. There's a big difference between Flacco throwing back-to-back pick sixes and the Browns being unable to basically cover anybody. And then all of a sudden you're playing that Ravens team and that crowd's going nuts and it's freezing cold. Um, yep. Lamar was awesome, though. I, I, I kind of feel like he needed it. Mm-hmm. I know he's going to win the MVP and I know he's one of the best players in the league, but it, it, there was a moment in that game where like, all right, man, let's, let's see it. You're supposed to be one of the best players in the league. And then he was like out of his mind. You know, we get on the case of, I don't know who it is, I guess media or us. I don't know who it is that determines who the MVP is. And a lot of it is stacked by the bigger games towards the end of the year. It's like, oh, Lamar's only going to win it because he beat San Francisco and then whatever. It didn't really matter after that. It's like, well, good thing he is going to win it. Imagine if they gave it to Dak or Purdy oh. at this point. Oh, my God. Purdy would weird. be the worst one. Yeah. Purdy's like, but, I can't I can't grip the trophy. with. <laughs> I needed a glove that's got more stick to it. I told you McCaffrey was the MVP, and I'm going to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Having four bad weather games in a row. Well, I'll tell you, um, this is, you know, I've always had that theory about the MVP trophies that it should be, you should also get to vote on how big the trophy is. So it's like, if it's a fucking awesome, incredible MVP season, it's like a 40 pound trophy. Like you can barely carry it. You almost need like a friend. And then if it's like a, eh, somebody had to win season, (laughs) it's like a five pounder, like what you got for winning the West Cast championship. Right, exactly. The little one, it's like falling apart. Oh, that reveal would be great. That would be a great show in itself. And it will be a 10 pound trophy. Yeah. So I would say five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds or 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. To me, this was a 10-pound season for Lamar. Was it? Yeah. I wouldn't give it a 20 or a 40, would you? If it's if the choices are 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 40 pounds. Like, we mm-hmm. we had a different MVP winning every week for eight weeks. And then with three weeks left, all of a sudden it was him. But it wasn't like a dominant MVP yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're talking about 10 guys, right? Like, we were yeah. talking like, yeah, it could be McCaffrey. could be Tyreek Hill. And then it could be yeah. the four or five quarterbacks we talk about all the time. Yeah. But it was never Mac this, Jones. Yeah, 10, 10, 15 pound-ish I would put in there. But uh, 229 on the ground, and it's over. That's what Baltimore did. A hundred of those were Lamars, and then Hill, Justice, and even Dalvin Cooks went up the rest. He went. He finished 11 for 100 with two TDs, which if you were same game parlaying that one, mm-hmm. the 100 the yards was at least like plus, maybe oh, even yeah. like plus 240, plus 250 range maybe. Sure. Two TDs had to have been like plus 300. Um, Ravens to win. Like that, there was some version of the, and the Ravens to cover. If you've done Ravens mm-hmm. to cover. I had one. I didn't even tell you about this. One of the bets I hit this weekend, I didn't do it for million dollar picks, um, was Ravens minus 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. Packers plus three and a half. Chiefs to win. Oh, what do you wow. think the odds were for that? What was the first one? So Ravens minus 14 and a half adjusted. Oh, wow. 
Packers plus three and a half adjusted. Casey to win. Nine to one more? It was 18 and a half to one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How many millions? Huge odds. Yeah, I won $12 million in real life. Wow. Wow. Buying a boat. So excited. Get a boat for your dog to shit in. That's amazing. (laughs) He's going to shit. He's definitely going (laughs) to shit. I might have to get a boat just so the dog can have diarrhea in the boat and just have just be yeah. sick. Um, Houston gets 10 first downs total, 213 yards total wow. in the game. Yeah. And if not for the punt return, that might have been like a 50 to three type of shellacking because mm-hmm. they did nothing. But, you know, they had one receiver. Like, what are you going to do? It's like, just cover Nico Collins. I don't know why the right. Browns didn't yeah, do that last week. for Nico. I really did. But didn't get the only there. other thing I'd say about the Ravens game because, you know, that's you're supposed to win that game and you're the best team in the AFC. And it was what happened was supposed to happen. Dalvin Cook came in in the yeah. second half and immediately looked like their best running back. Right. It was the first guy with size and speed and, like, he made a couple guys miss. And it was like, oh, shit. Like, they have Dalvin Cook. I, I don't know. Did you have a moment like that? Because that's how I was feeling watching. Yeah, it was, well, I mean, not not specifically him, but I really, I thought all three of them, like, oh my God, what you don't know what to, where to look next between Lamar, Hill, Justice, and Cook. And don't forget, they forgot, they lost Keaton Mitchell. They always lose Dobbins within the first few weeks. Like, this team could have like five or six good running backs. They're kind of like, almost even a better version of like the 49ers a couple of years ago, right? The way they worked that. It goes to show you how stupid Atlanta was. With the like, nobody should ever spend a top 10 pick on a first rounder ever again. Just never, just never do it. Like, you're always going to be able to find dudes, a running back back in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, whatever. Instead of taking Mm -hmm. a kicker in the sixth round, just take some random running back. Yeah. Or, or sign, you know, there's three Dalvin Cooks available every year that it's like, oh, that guy wants more money. Even Zeke. Like Dallas yeah. could have used Zeke again as your backup uh, instead of who you had. Yeah, I, I, we were saying this. I was like, if we had a Pacheco, we had. Now we're gonna have to. We're just gonna end up cutting Tony Pollard. Like we had any of these guys, uh, we still would have lost the Packers by twenty. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where where are you with the handicapping right now? How are you feeling? Confident, shaken. <laughs> Big week next week. How, how can we rebuild it? Uh, I'm weird because I'm hitting on some of these props too, but I cannot hit a side for, for my life. I don't know. I don't know what the, the what do I do? I've never been this bad. One I hit. F- I was four and zero this week, and I, I have them all. I'm yeah. I'm eight and two, and one of the ones I lost was that stupid Pittsburgh Buffalo game. Yeah, which, that's the only one I won. <laughs> I think I would have flipped that. I really, I didn't love taking Mason Rudolph, but it was like, it was supposed to be a blizzard with 50 mile an hour wins. I'm like, I'm taking the points. Like, I don't know what's going to, this game's going to be three nothing. And yeah. then they switched it. Um, but I never, that was one of those where I almost wish I had tweeted, like, I'm changing my pick. This is ridiculous. Raheem is in the same boat. The one that I got Cleveland wrong, um, I got lucky with Bucks Lions because they easily could hit that two pointer called PI. Yeah. Glad you're doing um, it. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Evans, hey, maybe don't backpedal when you have a chance to get a I know, a that was dumb. Like, that just was dumb. stop. You're going to yep. get a call. Get run over. Yeah. Oh, you know, we didn't talk about that other play. I This is a play that they're screwing up now, I think, at a 90% rate. The quarterback throwing the lateral that when they have the camera, Josh Allen yeah. did in the Buffalo game. Yeah. And it's actually not a lateral. The ball's going forward. And I think mm-hmm. they screw this up the most out of any call, out of all the calls. Yeah, well, I don't even know that they got the Music City miracle right. I'm still not, but it's almost always a forward pass, even if always. it looks like it's behind, right? Because the yeah. momentum is going to take the pass 
forward, it's even physics. though it looks like yes, exactly. Yes. Inject a well, you don't understand you don't expect these referees to understand physics <laughs> beyond everything else. So that was that third and seventeen on the first drive, and Reed didn't challenge it. And it's like right. they, the ball went forward. You got to challenge it. And Romo's like, great pass. It's lateral, huge yeah. play by Allen, Jim. And well, then but he they also said, the get to the line and snap it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah get that. Yeah. And then they yeah, get there were there a couple of those. There were a couple of weird ones like that. But yeah, I, I don't love the, you know, the only other thing I was going to talk about, like Green Bay, again, like some of these D-backs just like, just play the ball, play the bad pass. Like Jordan right. Love threw that pass and was pass interference down right when the Packers uh, took the lead again. But anyway, I'm going backwards too much. Um, you want to do guess the lines for round two? Well, listen, this is where this is my saving grace, right? Because I think I could clinch the year this week. What? I'm eight, seven. Oh, I'm eight, seven, and five. Okay. So I can go up two weeks with two left. Yeah. Anyway, you, you got to try to win. Okay. What's our first game? What do they put first, AFC or uh, NFC? Well, they alternate uh, from year to year. So the AFC, even though that's the more exciting game, that's the first one, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Sunday. Kansas City at Baltimore is first. Yep. And then Detroit at San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Second. That's right. I forgot to guess the line, so I'm doing this live right now. Okay, I sent you mine. I'm not changing them. Okay. KC at Baltimore. I think that's Baltimore by three. All right, you get this. I said what two and it? a half. I said two and a half. It's three and a half. So you get it. Oh, the hook. That's got to oh, go man. down to three. That that can't. This going to be dumb Chiefs money coming in, right? Well, Mahomes nine one and one as an underdog, and yeah. you could say the whole trends are stupid every year. The season's different, and the team's different. Or you could say, hey, you know what's mm. stupid? Betting against Patrick Mahomes. Because yeah. Brady was also awesome as an underdog. Um, maybe when you're Brady would the, kill teams though. They, the games weren't close with Brady. Only a few. Yeah. Mahomes is every game. Every one of these is close. It's not. It's not forty-two fourteen anymore with the Chiefs. Well, it feels. I keep bringing up that last Pat season, but it feels similar to that. And that Pat season ends with them going into KC and that awesome game, thirty-seven thirty-one in OT that they Offsides. win. Yeah. But that was kind of the end of whatever version of that. Pat's team was and Brady ends up leaving a year later but it's different because Mahomes is going to be at the Chiefs forever but it right. does feel like I don't know how many more Kelsey years we're getting mm -hmm. like even now like we talked about earlier like we're, you're getting him for an hour and a half two hours of a three hour game in big spots but not the full three hours and again Jason with, next year. Jason with the nipples Kelsey and, that, J and Jason that might Kelsey. just get him canceled <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah this just feels like and then you just think about Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. And if you're the NFL and your choices are Baltimore could be in the Super Bowl mm -hmm. or Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift, and Travis Kelsey could all be in the Super Bowl in Las yeah. Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. What does Raheem say? He calls it like the A-side, B-side? Oh, the B-side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they, you want to be on the A-side team, the team that is the, the league clearly is going to try to finish. So they're going to figure out a ref crew that they probably haven't figured out yet. Um, I don't know. I don't. Well, I think I, they would think much rather have the Chiefs. You, you got to start looking at the Ravens' tight ends' girlfriend. It's like Isaiah Likely. Is he dating uh, Dua Lipa? I don't. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> if, if he's not, we got to put the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. 
I mean, the referees had no trouble putting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl before Taylor Swift. So now nah, this is different, though. I think she's worth. It's it. Yeah. It really does have a chance to be the biggest Super Bowl since oh, we yeah. were like kids in the '80s when we had five channels. You know, yeah. And they, it, back it, then, it, it was like hundred plus million or whatever. It could be but. like uh, like uh, the biggest event, and yet also like her attending a karaoke bar. I'm like, all right, give me that mic for a second. <laughs> I got. I gotta say a little something. Get something off my chest here. Uh, next game is Lions at the Niners. All right, I feel good that you're gonna get this wrong, and that okay. that will, and then we'll tie. Okay. Um, Packers were getting. It was seven, seven and a half. Where did it end? At seven? No, no, nine. I mean, nine I'm sorry, half. nine, nine and a half. Did it end at yeah. nine or nine and a half? I think nine and a half. Yeah. Nine and a half. Okay. I was going to say either seven or seven and a half. And I think I'm leaning toward seven and a half Niners favored over the Lions. Okay. I'm no longer confident that you're going to get this wrong. <laughs> you, got, you got it. Uh, I said six and it is seven. So you get it. Seven. Okay. So we're tied, tied heading into the last into two the weeks. Super Bowl. Wow. One week. So, right? yeah, one week. Oh, yeah. One yeah. week left. Winner oh, takes boy. all. But we're going right. to have to mail that Super Bowl line almost immediately after yeah, the we're gonna uh, do it. Sunday games. All right. So let's talk this out. It, the most obvious tease of all time. 49ers Chiefs. Nine, 49ers Chiefs. Yeah. I just don't see Jared Goff in this Lions team with this kind of sketchy defense winning in San Francisco. Like, Purdy would have to be abominable. Mm -hmm. Like, really bad. Other than that, I don't... Or McCaffrey would have to get hurt, you know, almost like Debo did in this game. But on the other hand, no. If what if they don't have Debo for this game? Maybe that affects the line? I'm with you. I'm surprised you have this take, though. I thought you were going to be like, San Francisco's a fraud and all this stuff. And... uh I think that I think, I think that was perfect. Right. I think it's perfect to put it out for them. Where yeah. that total wake up call, we're not as good as you know, we lost to Baltimore. We almost lost to Green Bay. Hey, hey guys, get your shit together. Like this is nobody's putting mm -hmm. us in the Super Bowl yet. You can use motivation for this in all kinds of ways. I don't I mean, I it, to me it's all precipitation. I don't like Purdy back there if it's rainy. If I see even a drop of uh condensation coming off an air conditioner high in the stadium. I don't, I don't like Purdy in this situation, but we'll see, I guess. All right. Uh, let's do parent corner. This episode is brought to you by Burger King, which has the greatest commercial song I think I've ever heard. The ultimate hunger hack has arrived, my friends. BK's Royal Crispy Wraps. Choose from four bold flavors, classic, spicy, Honey mustard and the new drum roll, please. Fiery buffalo. Oh, yeah. I'm getting that one. They're only, only just $2.99 each because at BK, have it your way. You rule. Try Royal Crispy Wraps at Burger King, $2.99 each. Price and participation vary, US only. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you have a good team of skilled, talented people, good things are bound to happen. That's true in sports. It's true in business. It can be true with digital companies or websites, or podcast networks. If you're running a small business, one of the best places to look for those people is LinkedIn Jobs. They have what you need to find and hire qualified professionals you can't find anywhere else. And unlike other job boards, LinkedIn Jobs has a vast network of professionals, like more than a billion people. And it makes the whole hiring process intuitive and easy to manage. They're constantly launching new features to help make the hiring process more manageable. 
They even created a tool to help write job descriptions recently. Over 2.5 million small businesses trust LinkedIn when it comes to hiring, and over 86% find a qualified candidate within the first day. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Simmons. That's linkedin.com slash Simmons to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Every day as a parent is filled with lots of decisions to make for your kids, and they aren't always easy. Well, another big decision is buying a car. You got to think about what make a model you want if you need four-wheel drive, the gas mileage, and so much more. Luckily, CarMax is here to help simplify things. You can shop their nationwide inventory. You can easily find a car that'll work for you. And more importantly, you can take a full month up to 1,500 miles to love your car or return it guaranteed. That's the 30-day money-back guarantee. Learn more and find a car you'll love today at CarMax.com. What do you got, Sal? All right, so uh, kids, uh, my 10-year-old Harrison's, he's got, he's in a basketball league, uh, mm. play on Saturdays. It's fun. Is this your first fight? First fight? Parent fight? No, 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 uh. not, no, no. But I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm going to have trouble. Like, I, I, I think I'm a very, very well-rounded guy. And if I have to go to therapy, I think it should be over youth sports anger. If I can get that out of my system, I'll be fine. And so they're playing. And whatever, I shouldn't care anymore. It's a bunch of little kids from the beach running around. They don't know what the hell they're yeah. doing. They're 10 years old, right? So whatever. Uh, but anyway, Harrison's having a good game. It's 2017. Um, time is running down. And there's a jump ball with 1.7 seconds left. Harrison's team's up 2017. He's got like seven or eight points. And uh, they huddle up. And it's the... Uh, the team that's losing the opponent's ball with 1.7 left. And oh, I already wow. look at our clock guy who's a friend of mine. I'm like, and you couldn't run the 1.7. Let's get the right. hell out of here. You know, and he gives me the, the, the shrug. And so I said, uh, and they're huddling up and I'm saying to Harrison, I'm like, Harrison, foul the shooter, foul the shooter. I'm yelling. And he's like, what? He doesn't understand. I'm like, foul the shooter. When it's inbound to him, foul. No 10-year-old in the country is going to make three free throws, right? But how about no 10-year-old in the country is going to understand those instructions? Yeah, exactly. Yes, that that was part of it too. <laughs> Doesn't foul the shooter. Kid runs. A, a, a running leaner. Almost half court. Banks it in. The whole gym is going crazy. Except me. I'm there with my arms folded. Uh, the parents on our team are excited for this kid on the other yeah. team. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Melissa's like, what's wrong with you? And so they put two minutes on the clock. They play overtime. We lose 22 20. And, uh, and there tears? Like, is this I, a tears loss no, after 10 year old boys are criers? He's like, he's holding them back because almost the whole other team was uh, in, his, in his class. And yeah. so I was like, oh, now he's going to hear this on Monday. And I was like, just fucking foul the shooter. This is what I'm telling you. He's like, I still don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, okay, great. If you foul him, he's going to the free throw line. Now I'm like, I'm the idiot. Is, my wife's like, he has to lose games like this. What are you, what, what are you getting mad? This is part of growing up. He has to lose up. games like this? What like, does that mean? No, I was like, I lose games like this, betting on them, and I will tomorrow, I'm sure, too. He doesn't have to. <laughs> That's terrible. A 10-year-old hitting a three like that, almost half court. So we're home for an hour, and I'm like, I, I, I'm still not over it. And I go downstairs. I'm like, so you understand, like, if, you, if, if he gets the ball and you just hug him, you're going to be in good shape. He's like, dad, now at this point, he's playing Fortnite. He's like, he's yeah. like dad, I don't care. I really don't care. 
<laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever felt more like a loser at <laughs> that moment. I'm sure I'll lap. You're like the dad in Varsity it. Blues. You're like yeah, Mox's yeah. dad. <laughs> like you, I care. You should care. Like, and uh, so that was that. So he's okay with the three. I mean, wouldn't that as a kid crush you for days? Yeah, they just move on to the next thing now. Yeah, the next thing's a video. I remember game. Zoe played summer league basketball after fifth grade. It was like her mm -hmm. last year. She was really good at basketball. And she played in this team that was older and. And uh, at the end of the game, they were up and she made the shot to give them the lead. Mm. It was in the championship game. The whole gym is rooting for the other team because we were, was uh, I forget, uh, it was somewhere in the Valley, but it was all like Valley kids. So right. um, the other team, they inbound the ball with like, I don't know, five seconds left. And they have this inbound play under the basket because they, they missed the shot, ball went out of bounds. Inbound play. The girl just shoves one of our girls from behind to get the ball and puts it in for a layup. They don't call uh, it. We go to overtime and I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> and <laughs> they lose in overtime and Zoe doesn't care. She's a 10 year old girl. She's like, where are we going next? And yeah. And I'm just like, I, 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 I want to talk to that guy in the parking lot. I'm so mad <laughs> because it was like so obvious that they uh, missed it. But that's right. what the problem with these 10 year old games are that it's like somebody's buddy is the ref. I know. It's like, oh, the other team's coach, his best friend, they, the ref called in sick. So his buddy Bobby's going to be the ref for the game. And what's the buddy going to do? He's going to give all the calls to his buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that wasn't the case with my thing. But I just, I was like, Harris, don't you understand? On the money line, you would have been a right. minus 50,000. <laughs> do you have a same game parlay? Yeah, same game. But you know me, I ever bet against the buzzer beaters anyway. I'm no fun. But so. when we watched football <laughs> last week, we had the basketball on. Yeah. in the big football game on the big TV. But there's basketball. And on League Pass this year, they just show the halftimes, like whatever is showing in the Jumbotron yeah. and the halftime. And the Celtics game had just these two teams of 12-year-olds mm -hmm. playing a half thing. And I swear to God, you would have bet on it if somebody was, if somebody was oh. like, I'll take the team going right to left, minus one. You would have been like, in. Underbox. Not only would I have, I stupidly for a second looked down at my phone as if I could maybe bet that. I'm like, oh no, what, what am I doing? No, I can't bet these 12 year olds. I have 10 year olds to bet. <laughs> oh my God. Um, my parent corner. Um, so, you know, my son is now, he's 16, he's a sophomore in high school, but he's, he's going out a little bit more. And it's a question of like, what's the curve? What'd you do for Archie for a curfew sophomore year, age 16? Oh man, that's tough. Midnight. Yeah, so we were like in the 1230 range with him. Mm -hmm. And of course, he did the whole, oh, you know, 1245, you look at Life 360 and he has a move that's like, hey, you're supposed to be home now. Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry. He gets home at 115. Right. But we're now moving into this stage with him that we just went through with our daughter for two years where it's like, I'm sorry, I can't go to bed when my kid's still out. Yeah, right. Right? But at the same time, we're on this different sleep clock where we get up early because we're old. Mm -hmm. And we want to go to bed a little earlier because we're old. But on Friday and Saturdays and our kids are out and I'm I'm just not going to be like, oh, wake up in the morning. I wonder if Ben got home last night. Like, it's just not happening. No. So basically for the next two years of my life, I'm, I'm fucked from a sleep standpoint on the weekends. Like, yeah. I got to learn how to nap, basically. Yeah, that's not good. Did you tell what was Zoe at in 10th grade? Like what, what was her curfew? Zoe was really like 11th. It was 11th and 12th, but it was two he, years. Ben is now like, it feels like a two and a half year run here. And if you tell him, hey, your sister's curfew wasn't midnight when you- Yeah, I think we got to crack down. Maybe we just got to be like, it's it's 12 until yeah, 11th grade. We can 
Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a little so it's a coach, coaching mismanagement by me. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't let uh you can't let the players rule your lives there. The thing is, like, do you do you ever think with your kids, like at some point when we're super old, they're in charge of our destinies with like mm-hmm. how the how the end goes? Then do you ever wonder like which kid do I completely trust to really give a shit? <laughs> yeah, a lot. I do do that. Yeah. I I am hoping. But it's that like, am I just going right in a nursing home? Like, how's this gonna play out for me? Should no, I just start this, setting aside money now? At this point, you have to, or at least I have to hope that they marry someone caring and not uh, asshole-ish like the three of them. Yeah, because my parents, I think, were just absolutely over the moon that I married my wife because my right. wife's like a genuinely good person who would, you know, always look out for whoever. And I, I don't, they might have been That's 50-50 it. on me as an only child. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. like, is he going to come through? Like, what's going to happen? You came um, through. You did just fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Parenting is always going to be a little tricky and filled with split-second decisions, but buying a car doesn't have to be. With CarMax, shop their nationwide inventory to find a car that fits what you're looking for and buy with confidence because you can take a full month up to 1,500 miles to make sure you really love your car or you can return it. That's the 30-day money-back guarantee. Learn more and find a car you'll love today at CarMax.com. All right, Sal. Uh... How do, how do we get on the comeback trail next week? What are you thinking? I forgot to tell you, I had um I had overtime was one of my million dollar picks for Casey oh, really? Buffalo. It was Casey plus eleven sixty, and seemed like it was going to hit like for 27, real. Twenty seven twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it seemed man, like he right hits that there. field goal, and it was twelve to one. I actually thought that was a pretty good odds. Basically, it's basically twelve to one. Yeah, I mean everybody said it's going to come down to the last stop, last uh, offensive drive. I don't know how I get it back. There's two left. Um. I got to find a, a prop like that, like an 11 to one prop to take me home. I'm not yeah. sure. Do they make it that easy though? That's, that's the question. San Francisco, Kansas city. You're absolutely right. 90% of people are going to be on that. <sighs> Every single time it gets screwed up and we end yeah. up with like Detroit, Baltimore or San Francisco, Kansas, I guess San Francisco, Kansas city. Although for the league, Lamar getting in the Super Bowl is a good thing because then they, he could elevate to some different level of, famous person, right? Like the Super Bowl is when you really get the stamp. Yeah, but no one's elevating the Taylor Swift famous person. If they were playing the Bills, I think you're right. Like, yeah, let Lamar advance. That'd be fine. Yeah, that's true. What, that's what they want. But no, they need Taylor in there. Uh, I guess there's good storylines either way, right? If Detroit yeah. makes it, their fans deserve it. Great. San Francisco. And San Francisco, in a way, is the weakest. Uh, you have the Kaepernick Bowl, the 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 blackout bowl, right? If it's San Francisco, Baltimore that we were at, yeah. that's a fun one. I think um, Detroit can move the ball on them. I, I don't think the Niners defense has been impressive at all. Yeah. And well, um, yeah. they've had some injuries and some stuff's happened. Well, Dre Greenlaw is still running around with that ball. So I don't know if we can say, <laughs> can't say just yet. I like when you compared him to the guy who has to get out of the bar before the cops go. What the hell? Um, <laughs> Yeah, Lamar getting in there would be a nice consolation prize for losing out on Kansas City because then sure. they could just blow him out and mm-hmm. try to turn him into a face of the league. Because I don't, I don't feel like he's he's there yet. Yeah, if we were to say faces Nelson of the league, it's it's right now it's Mahomes and it's Allen and it's Travis Kelsey are the faces of the league. Yeah, NFL's going to win guy, again. Dak. I think they're going to be okay. Shut up! I heard that <laughs> through the you ringer. Your guy, Dak. <laughs> Dak. Threw the ringer against the Lods a couple times. Cousin Sal's winning weekend. I have uh, Cody Rhodes on. 
uh, he's a big Eagles fan, so I get to make fun of him for that, and he can make fun of me. And also Mm. Royal Rumble coming up. And uh, Ringer Wise guys, again, every Sunday, great time. Did Harry win any playoff bets this week? He won that stupid Tampa Bay game. Another reason to root for that uh, two point uh, conversion. So, so yes. Sal's friend Harry, who's against the, on against yeah. all odds with him, went zero for six last week to start yeah. to start round one, and then was zero for two yesterday, right? And like me, he's one and nine. Yeah, um, but but he did pick the Bills to win forty eight twenty. So I feel like he's an uglier one and nine. Than <laughs> Who did you notice that NBC dude picked the Lions huge again? Uh, Ahmed, the no, host that's oh, in for Maria Taylor. Oh, yeah, he, he picked them to win like 56 to 13 again. I like that, though. I Is like it like it. a protest against having to make a pick? Or <laughs> like, oh, it must be. Yeah, you're right. You're it's like, right. I don't want to make a pick. It's not right. Yeah, I, I like that. I hate seeing the 24, 21, 27, 24, 28, 27. You know, I, I, I like seeing a, a, a curvy number in there somewhere. Remember how mad we used to get during Inside the NFL when we cared about Inside yeah. the NFL when Collinsworth right. was on and they would go to the games and yeah. or him or Phil Sims and they'd be like, I can't pick the game, I'm doing it. And we'd be like, well, why? Does <laughs> <laughs> it change your analysis? <laughs> All you're saying is like, oh, huge play coming up. Like, we're, we're start rooting for the other team. Yeah. <laughs> what, Chris, what you're, in love, of interest both, is you're in love with both quarterbacks. So is Romo, <laughs> so is Sims. It's not going to change Romo anything. thinks everybody in the game is the best that's ever played. Like, come on. Yeah, no, how could, could this be swayed? Goodell They're, said the integrity of the the league is uh, is up for grabs here. Oh Chris God. gives a pick on the on the Ravens Titans. <laughs> All right, Sal. Next time we talk, it will be after the conference championships. As always, yeah. good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Cousin Sal. Thanks to Steve Cerruti and Kyle Creighton as well. Don't forget new rewatchables coming on Monday. Don't forget to check out Prestige TV. Don't forget to check out youtube.com slash Bill Simmons, where we put up clips from the show and shorts and a lot of other stuff. And I will see you in this feed on Tuesday. Must be 21 plus and president select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. You can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 188 188- 789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite because I walk around LA every day. I like the joggers. 
I'm not jogging. I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. 